It's Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. I'm your host, Charlo Green. Welcome back to The Weed. Today, we're taking you to one of my favorite dispensaries and walking you through the process of purchasing legal recreational weed. Then over in Washington, um, they want everyone to limit the potency of your pot and Canadian cannabis could be on hold. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Weed. I'm warming things up with Paradiso Strawberry Banana. That was your choice for yesterday's dank of the day. And today we continue our Paradiso swag bag giveaway with a bunch of legal weedy goodies like these pins. This one says weed saves. This one says stop the smell of flower. And, and some cool postcards and some other stuff. So last week's winner was Annie Chun. Email partners at theweedshow.co, Annie, to claim your weedy swag. And all of you, if you'd like to win a Paradiso swag bag, follow Paradiso.gardens on IG. Share this post and comment letting us know that you've done both. Now, everyone listening and watching, make sure you are subscribed to the newsletter at theweed.tv in case you miss an episode. Our podcast is on iTunes if you want to listen on the way to or from work. And of course, you can watch us on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search The Weed with Charlo Green and subscribe there. But it's also important to point out the fact that both of our communities on Facebook and on YouTube are really active. So beyond the conversation we have here, there's a whole nother conversation happening below. So head there, check it out and get involved. Now let's start with the dank of the day. Today's dank is brought to you by Paradiso Gardens. Find them at paradiso.gardens on Instagram. And Gas House. Head to gashouseshop.com for more information and to get your hands on some of this dope Gas House swag as well. Now from Paradiso, we have GSC, formerly known as Girl Scout Cookies. According to Leafly, this is an OG Kush and Durban Poison Hybrid Cross. Let me see if I can describe the smell for you. I have horrible sense of smell, but this stuff smells delicious. Woo, somebody needs to put this in a perfume bottle and... Never mind, let me not give you guys any of these good ideas. I'd be mad as hell if I saw this on a shelf without collecting a check for it. And um, also from Parody, so we have Lemon Diesel. Now, Lemon Diesel is supposed to help with depression, stress, fatigue, and it's supposed to help elevate your mood. Hmm. Now, I I like the nose on, on GSC slash Girl Scout cookies a little bit better, but um, if you're trying to treat depression and stress, and I'm definitely under a bit of stress, I um, might, might want to go with that. That's Lemon Diesel. Uh, Paradiso. It's a newer brand. They invite you to stop and Smell the flower, enjoy paradise in a puff with Paradiso. Again, follow them at paradiso.gardens on Instagram if you'd like to win some Paradiso swag. 
And then we have Gas House OG. Now the OG Kush carries an earthy pine and sour linen scent with woody undertones, which is an aroma that's become the signature of OG Kush varieties. Mm. Now we're gonna get a bunch more um, strains in from Gas House. Super excited to be sharing that. Now you might think that name rings a bell if you're a fan of Vice's Weedekit, which we of course are great cannabis programming. Um, you've seen them there. So they were also on our show Monday. Really enjoyed the insight they had to offer. So we've got Paradiso's Lemon Diesel, Paradiso's Girl Scout Cookies, and Gas House OG. Comment below letting us know where you're watching from. Roll call. And which one you think we should open up tomorrow's show with. Now let's get into today's Pod Topics. Up first, Canadian cannabis legalization could be on hold. The full implementation of legal cannabis was supposed to happen July 1st, but government officials told CBC News yesterday, that ain't happening. May not happen. Probably won't happen. The health minister said she's heard from lower levels of government that more time might be required. Now they're recognizing that it may take some provinces eight to 12 weeks of more work after the law passes before legal sales can begin. Now conservatives there may be partly to blame as they claim they won't be obstructionists, but they will insist on rigorous and thorough examination of the bill. Now this isn't at all shocking. Um, whenever a place legalizes, it always seems like unless they are Nevada or Oregon, they have a really hard time um, amending all of the past laws, which has to happen, and uh, just coming up with all of these game plans. How is something we've had around for 20 years gonna work now that we switch it over and make it available to everyone? So it's a country legalizing um, much bigger than a state doing it, so I understand. I thought the July 1st date was really optimistic when I heard it last year, um, and apparently I was right. But the good news out of Canada, specifically BC this week, is that the province will be allowing sales through private retailers, which means that everyone won't be forced to the weed by mail system that's currently in place for patients, which I hear sucks. So great news for BC. Um, I don't know if it's bad news for Canada. I think it's just clarity on what's happening, but it's good for you to know. Weed too strong. That's what um, some people in Washington are claiming. A study was conducted in the Netherlands, in the Netherlands, <laughs> Netherlands, where marijuana is available through coffee shops. Well there, researchers examined the level of THC over a 16 year period and they found that marijuana potency more than doubled from 8.6% in 2000 to 20.3% in 2004, which they claim was followed by a surge in the number of people seeking treatment for marijuana-related addiction. When potency declined to 15.3% THC, marijuana treatment admissions allegedly fell thereafter. The researchers estimate that for every 3% increase in THC, roughly one more person per 100,000 
in the population would seek marijuana use disorder treatment for the first time. Now they argue, if you limit how strong alcohol can be, why aren't you limiting the amount of medicine that people can receive? They even suggest levying higher taxes for higher potencies. And by they, I mean a man named Keith Humphrey who wrote this article that was recklessly published or published for clickbait by Washington Post. Google he Keith Humphrey, that's Keith, H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y, Stanford, and you'll find his information in case you want to educate him on how higher potency strains are actually helping people. Now, how many people do you think that drink alcohol regularly drink fucking Everclear every day? I don't know any. Back in high school when I wasn't supposed to be drinking and we just drank whatever we could get our hands on, wild turkey, that, that maybe then. But today, how many adults are, are drinking? None. So if there's an option for people that do want that, like there's the option for super strong concentrates and high THC strains, why would you want to limit that selection? Let me and Keith Humphrey know what you think. You can comment below, you can Google Keith Humphrey Stanford, find his information, and, um, and ask him a couple of questions. It looks like he put a lot of time and effort into this article that I believe uh, was titled States should limit THC. Huh. Now, um, this next story isn't what I was expecting. Could adult use cannabis be coming to Georgia? Maybe uh, Georgia Democratic Senator has introduced a measure to legalize cannabis for recreational use in the state. Now, they estimate that a taxed and regulated cannabis economy could bring in $340 million a year in tax revenues, which is money already being spent on the black market. Now this senator, Kurt Thompson, says he isn't working to legalize CBD oil. He'd like to see Georgia legalize marijuana so that you can possess up to an ounce and buy it from stores. Now of course there's opposition, with one woman saying she opposes legalization for religious reasons, and that quote, most Georgians realize there are some real dangers inherent in doing that thing, and a lot of people will be hurt. Traffic accidents, not to mention the impact of drug use on young people. To which I say, somebody get Virginia Galloway with the Faith and Freedom Coalition, not making that up, a Bible. Now it's been a while since I cracked one of these open, but Genesis chapter one, verse 29 says, quote, then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. Oh, didn't know your girl had been to church, right? Yes, I read the entire Bible by the age of 13. Don't go to church much anymore, but I know a bit about Jesus. Now after you show her that, pull up the stats out of Colorado that show traffic accidents declined and youth usage rates are down after legalization. A little homework for you advocates in the Bible Belt. And to a question asked pretty often, can you fly with marijuana between legal states? 
The team at USA Today took time to answer. They say now one in five Americans lives in a state where buying pot can be a tourist activity. But if you're considering traveling with pot, be careful. Marijuana is still an illegal drug under federal law, and post-security areas at airports are ruled by federal agencies. So they say in Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Alaska, Nevada, and California, hey, representing legal states, bringing legally purchased pot past a security checkpoint can still trigger a law enforcement response. Now, TSA says its officers are focused on security and detecting weapons, explosives, and other dangerous things, not sniffing out drugs. But if a TSA agent does find marijuana or another illegal substance during the security screening of a carry-on or check bag, the policy is to call in local law enforcement. But get this. They say the passengers originating and destination airports are not taken into account and it doesn't matter if it's legal where you're flying from. When they see it, they're calling the cops. But when the cops get there, according to LAPD, if it's a legal amount you're carrying, you won't be charged with a crime because there is none. Now, I covered this as a reporter, one of my um, cannabis series before I said fuck it and I spoke with officers in Denver and in Washington and they said the same thing like look we are here to stop 9-11 from happening if you have a joint in your purse are we gonna stop what everyone's doing call the police off the streets now that they have other more important things to be worried about because you know weed's legal here we're not gonna call them in off the streets to deal with your legal weed when we know there is no crime they can charge you with so um something you guys should know if you're traveling not saying that everyone should go ahead and throw that eighth in their bag when they're flying from california to vegas or or at wherever you're going but um something you should note that there are also airports that have outright banned cannabis possession on their grounds so you'll have to watch out for that that wraps it up for today's pot topics comment letting us know what you think of these stories do you travel with pot i don't i know plenty of people that do but i'm still on bail so you know a bitch ain't playing no games um do you travel with pot what were the other stories we covered Canadian cannabis legalization slowing down. How are all of our viewers in Canada dealing with this information? Does this give you more time to set up whatever your business is going to be? Or um, is this a frustration for the patients there? Let us know what you think of these stories. To win a Paradiso swag bag, follow Paradiso.gardens on IG. Add to the weed for links to all the stories we covered and um, get involved. Now let's find out what's in your weed. What's in Your Weed is a segment where we purchase cannabis products for sale at dispensaries and get them tested by scientists and read the results live, like morning. This week, we continue recapping the most interesting What's in Your Weed results um, before we get into the new ones next week. Today on the testing block, Emu 420 Essentials Gold Mentholated Medicated Rub. Now the product we tested was a 50 milligram CBD two to one ratio. So two to one meaning 50 milligram CBD, 25 milligrams THC. Horrible at math, but that's what it works out to. Now, few brands accept our invitation to have their what's in your weed results read live 
with them on set. But Emu 420 Essentials took us up on the offer, which showed us that they take pride in their product and stand by it, even when it's under what's in your weed scrutiny. 90% of brands don't do that. They sit at home with you and hope that our scientists didn't find what they already knew, that they were defrauding the patients, selling them. I'm about Nope, not these guys. When we tested their 50 milligram CBD topical, we found out why they were so eager to come and join us, didn't flinch at the fact that we were reading their test results. So they're supposed to be 50 milligrams CBD and 25 THC in each jar. The scientists at Farm Labs found 64 milligrams of CBD and 23 milligrams of THC. That's better than what was advertised on the product. Now this is a topical, so like the more medicine, the more effective. A lot of the time, if it were a tincture, um, coming in at 64 as opposed to 50, that's a little beyond our margin of error. Um, if you guys are patients, let us know how you might deal with that. But this is a topical. So the fact that there's more medicine that they were hoping for and still the right amount of THC in there, um, I love it. That's why out of everything you've heard me mention, we've what's in your weeded, this is actually here, like physically with me. I've been using this since I was in a horrible wreck in December on Christmas that makes everything hurt, including sitting to do the show. So thank you, Emo420. They are one of few brands that I trust. Next week, we begin our new what's in your weed results, starting with the shop's first license to sell weed in our area. First, we're stopping by Oswego, owned by my buddy, Dr. Dina, which has been popping since the start of the year. So we're excited to see the new standards being set in Legal Weed, California. Now, yesterday we sat down with cannabis culture expert, Mama Celine, where she offered you tips on what you should and shouldn't look out for when buying weed. Let's put that knowledge to practice as we head to K-Town Collective to walk you through the new process of obtaining your legal revolutional weed. This is one of the first of many interviews, so be sure to subscribe to the weed newsletter at theweed.tv, listen to our podcast on iTunes, give us five stars, and you can of course watch on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search The Weed Show with Charlotte Green and subscribe there. Let's head to K-Town. Hey guys, it's Charlo joining you weeks after the state of California has finally decided to usher in legal recreational marijuana sales. So we're here at one of my favorite dispensaries, Koreatown Collective, right off Melrose, to walk you through the process of obtaining your legal recreational weed. Push not pull. Hey there. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just need your ID. Just my ID. Just your ID. So that's a little different from the last time I was here. Yes, now we are rec, so all you need is your ID. Just prove that you are over 21. Simple enough. Um, there's my camera magic ID. <laughs> Then we head on over to this corner to connect with what you will learn to be called your bud tender. Kind of like a bartender, but like a bartender, but, but better. But better. More course. important, you're More helping green. guide my <laughs> medical journey. So, Sam the bud tender, where do we usually begin? Well, it depends. Um, so, some people actually don't like to roll. 
or like to make their own joints. So we do have a wide selection of pre-roll joints. Um, we also start on this side where we have our more indicas, meaning that's going to be your more relaxing qualities, versus your sativas, which is going to be more cerebral. When was the first time you went to a dispensary? My first time? Yeah. Uh, roughly about probably like nine years ago. Sheesh, so yeah. you're not new to this. Not at all. <laughs> Mine was like in 2014, and I remember walking in and seeing more than like three selections for the first time ever. Right. So the fact that you guys have 40 strains to choose from can be a little overwhelming. It could be overwhelming. Um, so for like, you know, for somebody that's just starting out um, that doesn't, that don't have a high tolerance, it's better to start off on the lower end because you don't want to start off on something that's super strong and you know it's going to have the same adverse effects so you don't want to be tied down or just going overboard kind of like when you go to the bar the first time you know you don't you have the best time buzz so you don't kind of find a medium for that (laughs) okay so what are the bigger differences between now that it's recreational Mm -hmm. versus when things were medical well recreational is more there's going to be it's kind of, it's, it's not as strong, I want to mm. say, so that they can enjoy it a little bit better. They're limiting um, they're, the potency. Exactly. So everything's going to be prepackaged on the recreational side, whereas mm-hmm. for the medical patient, um, they're going to need something that's going to be more medicinal, meaning not so much as a THC base, but they might need something that's higher on a CBD or a CBN level to help them with their ailments. So therefore, they're not they're still going to be able to get their normal medicine as they were at this whole time. But as for the recreational patient, you want something that's not going to be mm-hmm. so inducing so that they can actually enjoy it and have a good time with it. A lot of people are probably assuming that weed is just weed, so when they come in here, they're probably going to try and get the strongest edible. They're trying to get that Corova 1,000 milligram bar right. in their newbies, and then they go on the news and tell everyone that it made them, it made them, you know, exactly. <laughs> made them kill them. You know, so I actually appreciate the fact that the state is limiting access to like the stronger potencies right from people that don't know what to do with them yet well exactly i mean it's it's especially with like the edible side i mean less is best yes so. <laughs> you you clearly been through um a wild edible ride yourself as yes. well yes yeah, um my, me too i think everyone that is in a position to be offering this kind of medicine to people should have one too many edibles and know right. what that means well i mean it is this is considered all like a holistic medicine, so it is a trial and error basis. So mm-hmm. I mean, some people, you know, they kind of go Maybe overboard, that. and they kind of need to see the mm-hmm. other end of the spectrum to say, okay, you know, let me scale it back <laughs> a little bit. You know, they need it for real. Yeah. So, um, yeah. With that being said, I mean, can you show me the um, Kiva bars because I think mm-hmm. that is a good example of then versus now, like the changes that are happening. I know okay. before, like the 120 milligram bar right. versus like the one that you can't even see if you're exactly. buying it. Can you bring them yeah, out for us? So check out some of these. I mean, it's hard for me to remember that most of you haven't seen more than like one nug of weed you shouldn't smoke as opposed to another as your only options from Ray Ray. But... This is California now, and there are literally hundreds 
of different ways for you to get that high you're seeking. All right. So this was the, an example of what they used to be. Okay. So this is more. This is going to be the the old packaging. So now that the, the recreational law, they capped the recreational at 100 milligrams per, for the edibles. And per whole package. Right. So individually, um, they're going to be divided individually within the package up to 10 milligrams, and it's going to be 100 milligrams total per package. Okay. Which brings me to this. So this is a 100 milligram Kiva bar where it's double sealed for safety so the children can't get into it and is not appealing towards the children so there's not anything like crazy colors or mm-hmm. graphics inside. Did you hear about that story out of, um, I think it was New Mexico where the girl brought the gummies to share with her fifth grade class? I haven't heard that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's it not a, fair. But that's why this is in place. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they, they make it so that it's definitely, you know, compliant so that children can't get into it so because okay. it, it is medicine it looks way less this definitely looks way less appealing than this this is beautiful packaging though i it love <laughs> how kiva brings their products to market but like you see there that's 180 milligrams that literally cannot exist in the recreational system any longer so instead of 180 this is 100 exactly exactly and then inside of it each piece is marked to say it's five, five milligrams. Ten milligrams. Ten milligrams. Ten tops per piece. Tops per piece. Okay. So that's one big change. What's another change? I hear I can't walk out with a half pound anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually was the law before December for no. medical patients at least. For medical patients. Yeah. No, that is no longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what are they, my that, limits now? I believe it's four. Yeah, I think they they got it really. They got it. They got it down there. They cut it down, but I mean, like I said, like you know, this California is recreational. There's no need for you to be walking out with anything more with a half a pound. Plus, it's going to New York or something. Really shouldn't. Right, but even then, I mean, kind of a little bit overboard. But you know, but you know, that's. So, with all of the new regulations taking effect, most of the product people are going to see up until summertime is from 2017. Exactly. That's because anyone that was medicinal, medicinal, uh, a time frame, and to you know basically you know flourish out our stock because you know there's no way they can go back and say you know you can't. Sell this no longer if you if it's already on your shelves, right? And you already have medical patients that are basically used to taking these dosages. Just counting on this medicine, right? So, with that being said, you know they, you know, we still have a stock of this for our medicinal patients um, up until the law kicks in and we flush out our our inventory. Until then, you know, we can actually get them to try other things and you know find other alternative measures in order yeah. to medicate and help them out best way we can so what the state basically said was all right the new law is going to take effect everyone's going recreational so you have six months from the start of 2018 to get rid of everything that doesn't comply with all of the new standards including testing tracking and all of that stuff 
Right. I mean, um, good thing about it, the, uh, some of these companies already foresaw the coming happening, so they already took the steps and measures to pretty much get themselves compliant before the compliance even hit. You were mentioning the PAX was one of those that the had PAX, the... The Jet has Yeah. Let's check that out. So the PAX has all of the warnings, and, and PAX is a massive company, so it makes right. sense that they're being proactive about it. Right. So, like, for instance, like, if you see, like, they've already took the measures and already put all the warnings and everything on pre-printed onto the, like, onto the packaging. Package itself, so, so you it don't it, have to do it. Right. So, it makes it easier for us, you know, as bud tenders and stuff to actually sell compliant packaging without mm -hmm. having to worry about, is this going to be compliant? Does it have the stickers on it? Um, it's, yeah, it, it just makes life easy. <laughs> so, you've got a little more responsibility yourself as well. I do. Um, yeah, I have to make sure everything's compliant. I have to make sure all the stickers and everything, all the labels are in, are in place to make sure, you know, before it goes out of my door. Um, yeah. Now, I remember when I, like, opened up my shop, which now doesn't exist in Alaska, but <laughs> I was surprised about the number of people that I had to, like, explain how yeah. to roll a joint. Are you ready for that influx of people just kind of curious and ready to experience weed for the first time? <laughs> um, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm, of course, you know, if the influx is really huge, I'm not going to sit here and say, look, this is how, you know. Everybody, this every, is how you this do it. This is how it, you right? do it, right? We're going to have a class here or <laughs> so have you. But, I mean, I'm sure, like, even now, like, I get a lot of people that come in and they'll, they'll watch YouTube and they'll watch these videos online and then they'll figure, they'll try to figure it out at home that if they have a question, they'll come in and say, hey, you know, I'm at this step and I'm, I'm trying to, like, get it to, you know, try to get it to roll, but, you know, how can you really, you know, you just practice makes perfect, <laughs> you know, so, but that's why we offer, like, the, uh, the pre-rolls so that mm -hmm. they can, you know, don't have to feel frustrated and feel as though they have to roll it themselves. And they can feel open to ask you whatever questions they of have course. about it. Of course, You're the first stop for education for most people. Right, yeah, um, yeah, whatever ailments or, yeah, because a lot of people are misinformed. Um, they just mm -hmm. think the highest THC is the best medication where, you know, in most cases it isn't, you know, um, in most cases, you just need a little bit of THC, but you need more of like the CBDs or mm -hmm. if you have some trouble sleeping, like CBNs and so have you, mm -hmm. which are the other cannabinoids that are available. He's getting into levels, guys. <laughs> He's getting into levels. We're staying at the surface today. Just, just gotcha. show us how to buy some weed. Sure we'll be back for more of that education, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so but, you get the product that you want. It's right. less than an ounce, I believe, if it's recreational. recreational. And then yep. we have to pay um, a bit extra. We saw there the tax a, sign. There is a 30% excise tax. But Can what? 30%. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's going to a good cause. What? It's going, they're saying that it's going towards the public schools and stuff. They're saying, they're saying. We won't even get into that on this well, yeah. episode we'll either. See. We'll see. <laughs> and then we've got the extra compliant bags that everyone we needs do. to leave with, which are not a a small expense for the shops that are planning on seeing thousands of people a day. These are literally at least $1 per bag for us. Good thing about this is that it is recyclable, so you can bring it back and reuse this bag, um, which would really encourage, you know, so yeah. keep a little, little bit out the landfill. But it is a double seal, childproof. Oh, wow. Can you show that to us before you... Did you see his hand struggling to open that? <laughs> Person-proof adult. It is adult-proof also. <laughs> um, so basically, what the 
Yeah. So it's one seal, and then there's another seal inside. Jeez. It keeps it compliant and child safe. Everything needs to leave in that. Everything needs to leave in that. You can't see bag. anything there. Your kid's not going to mistake this for your medicine. No, not at all. <laughs> medicine bag. So, I mean, I think with the learning curve, everyone is going to have to understand is real. I don't, I can't complain too much about the bags. No, I mean, it's, um, it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good bag. I mean, you, people can bring it back to recycle. That's the only, <laughs> okay. like, that's the main, my main thing is I try to push the fact that, say, hey, just bring it back so that way you're not having a pile of collection of these at home and end up somewhere in the landfill. So when anyone wants to come in and get something recreationally, they just bring their ID that ensures they're at least 21. 21 they yep. come over and chat with you. You help them find um, less than an ounce worth of weed exactly. for them to take home mm -hmm. legally with them. Right. They pay the 30% taxes that exactly. uh, they weren't expecting. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the dollar for the, the um, extra compliant bag. And that's the new process. That's the new process. Simple enough. Pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes life easier for all the recreational patients instead of having to come and get turned down. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. so what are the hours for Cape Town Collective, if you can leave are, that with us? We are 10 a.m. to 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. every day. Sundays up to 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Nice. Yeah. Thanks so much, Sam. No problem. Anytime. All right. Now let's shop for real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>